Hey, everybody. Welcome Hello. to the Grit Per 60 podcast. What? What is going on? All right. Uh, my name is Connor Farrell. I'm here <laughs> with my brother. Hi, I'm Brendan Farrell. From the? From the Grit Per 60 podcast. Well, but I mean, and also of the, uh, of the uh, Independent Florida Alligator. That's amazing. Yeah. I don't have a newspaper I write for. I just find it fun. All right. So you don't, really, you, don't really, you don't really write anywhere. No, I don't. You just kind of just do this. Yeah. This is it. This is my life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is the only thing I do ever is think and talk about hockey. Um, so we're live on Facebook for the first time ever under our new... Under the new banner. Banner, yes. Grit per 60. Making a, making a season debut. Making a season debut. First, first cup of coffee in, in the uh, well, kind of second cup of coffee in, in the podcast world. I don't know what that means. Forget about it. Um, so, but with our first episode tonight, um, we were going to go over our list of top centers in the top National centers. Hockey League. Uh, the Angel Network unveiled their list. Garbage uh, list. Just, and just garbage. I originally planned for top twenty, and nice, thank you. I'm, Glad that everyone can hear our podcast okay. blaring through your phone as we try to do a podcast. But um, but we were we were originally going to do twenty, and then uh, Connor over here shut that down. So we're only going to do ten. Well, I thought um, twenty might be too clunky. Fair enough. Um, all right. So uh, do you want to go first? Uh, uh, I feel like we're from the bottom. Um, start from the bottom. Why not? I mean, I feel like our, our one, number one is probably going to be the same anyway. But uh, yeah, that's that's fine with me. I, I think my I think my my uh, bottom. I mean, how do we want to break this up? Um, five top five or how about um? Let me just do bottom five, bottom five, and then top five, top five. Okay. So I've got. Wait, do I only have nine? Nice, solid. I have nine. Okay. You can borrow my ten if you want. I'll let you, um, buy, uh, I'll let you buy ten. All right, so I'll start with at six, I have Alexander Barkov. Seven, I've got John Tavares. Eight, Steven Stamkos. And at number ten, this is what I don't think you're going to like. You went from eight to ten. Oh, at number nine. What is wrong with you today? Patrice Bergeron. Well, he's at the bottom of my list. Patrice Bergeron. Um, let me see. For 10, Ryan O'Reilly. I feel like we had most of the same names, just in different order. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, at 6, I had Ryan O'Reilly. 7, Ooh. seven I had Barkov. Uh, okay. Okay, I like it. 8, I had Couturier. Uh, 9, I had Sebastian Ajo. And 10 is Austin really? Matthews. You have Matthews at 10. I have Matthews at that 10. That sounds pretty low to me. Why, why is he 10 and not higher? Why do you have Matthews below Tavares? Let me do that. Because I've got Matthews above Tavares. Um, I think he's got just a longer track record. and Tavares has a longer track record? Yeah. I mean, and he played for some really bad Islanders teams. And pretty much, pretty much carried them into semi relevance And as soon as he gets on the, the Leafs, he 
has a career best in points, I think it yeah. was, or goals. Yeah, one career, or two, career, or best maybe both. In, uh, career best in points with 88. So that says a lot about the difference between the Leafs and the Islanders right there. Yeah. And career-wise, uh, he's almost point per game in the playoffs. He's got uh, 27 points and 31 That's points. important. Yeah. Didn't help him this year, though. Well, it's it's a 21-man it's a game. 20-man? 21? Is it 21 or 22? I was trying to do it quickly. Well, I guess we'll go. We'll go, we'll, go with, uh, we'll go. with twenty actually. Twenty. Nineteen. Sorry. I'm, We're just, I, I continue. We're gonna go to eighteen. No, it's no. Usually, your backup goalie is in that involved, so we'll go. We'll go nineteen. I. I mean, to me, I just see the Maple Leaf depth chart as Marner than Tavares. What? Am I wrong? Is Tavares their one C? Did you put? You, first of all, you just said Marner. <laughs> I, I well, don't you might need to buy out your contract. Matthews, same, Matthews, and then Tavares. Am I wrong? Is Tavares the one C? I thought Tavares was I, playing second. I don't really think that they have a one C, two C. I think it's a one A, one B. Well, that kind of well. I, okay, what, why do you have Matthews over over Tavares? Well, I was getting to that because I think Matthews gets the tougher minutes. I think Matthews is that one C guy. If the, if you know, it's kind of one A, one B, like you say, um, but. And, you know, when, you, when you've got that kind of depth at center, if Tavares is playing those, those second minutes, even if it's 1A, 1B type thing, he's still going to get the other team's second best, which usually doesn't have that kind of depth. And particularly with not only the center depth, but with their forward depth in general, it's, he's already got a leg up on the opposition, whereas I think Marner is usually going up against their best. You said Marner again. Matthews. There's been a lot made about Marner in this offseason. Listen, you're talking about a guy who hasn't signed a contract, so. This is fair. <laughs> um, so that's a general, I don't even know the guy's name, and I'm trying to argue for him. Um, Sounds like you. Solid. Yeah. Solid. Does that make sense? I guess. I just feel that, um, I mean, if, if you're into the points thing, um, I'm not super, I'm not a super, um, Points, yeah, you're, snub. you're a fancy snub. stats guy. Yes. Um, but I mean, nerd. Tavares has uh, notched more points in most of his seasons than Matthews has. Um, and I mean, I don't know. I, I just I think John Tavares is the better all-around player. I think. I mean, Austin Matthews is one of the best. Yeah. Goal scorers at five one five mm-hmm. in the game, if not the best. I mean, I guess Ovechkin's up there too. But I mean, he's he's pretty high up there, and um, but I, I I just think that Tavares is the better all-around player, is better. Um, and maybe a part of it is I'm seeing Matthews is still he still hasn't reached his ceiling yet, whereas Tavares is kind of on the other end of that. Yeah, I, I, think, I, guess, I think it makes it a little easier that you know when um, when Tavares is older, and again, I think you have more of a track record, more games mm-hmm. to look through, and. Um, I mean, aside from like maybe like his his rookie season, he's never had to like carry a team the way John Tavares has had to right. for most of his career. Because he has been on the, the Leafs for quite a bit, or he has been on the Leafs who have always had that type of high end talent. Not always, but yeah. Did I say Marner again? No, no, you're just killing it. Because I thought you were talking about uh, Tavares no. first, and and then no, 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 you said no, no. Leafs, and then no, 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 no. I was really really afraid of what was going to come next out of your mouth. So, um, I, I was surprised by you having Bergeron at 10. Yeah. Or 9 so, or wherever. 
a lot of this, on your, on your a lot of this is just gut feeling because I've got a, a lot of guys that I want to get on this list. Well, you also made them. this list like ten minutes before we started yeah. recording. So yeah, right before I didn't do a whole lot of research on this. Um, I think I mean Bergeron is a very good player, and he gets but he gets a lot of credit. Whereas I think there are a lot of players that might be better than him that don't get the credit that is deserved. I feel like you're um, like viciously subtweeting <laughs> at Selkie Committee. If there's, do they have a special committee for the Selkie? I think that's just I don't know. I think that's just the uh, PHWA. But. Um, but there were just guys that I was like, oh, I really want this guy here. I really want this guy there, and I'm like, oh, but I don't have a spot for Bergeron. I probably should have him above, say, Stamkos, but I couldn't. Say put him over over Tavares, you know. Um, so it's just, it's that's just where he happened to fall. And there's a lot of this is gut feel for me. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm I you know I'm I could be not giving him enough credit. Is there anyone? Um, I think I think real quick, let's let's knock a couple of these out mm-hmm. of um, guys who weren't on our lists. Yeah. Um, for me, my top guy who wasn't on the list was um, Evgeny Malkin. Kind of okay. a down year yeah, yeah. for Evgeny Malkin standards, but I still feel like um, yeah. even then he still he still has to be in a conversation. Oh, yeah. And he's, he's probably still one of the most influential players in the league as far as, you know, you can put guys with them and he, they're instantly better because they're with Malkin and he's constantly a threat on the ice. Yeah, I mean, he, he's definitely one of the best he's, offensive threats in the league. So. Not only is he's, he's not only an offensive threat, he's a threat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> you got a two five fours, two by fours in the face. That thing's a weapon, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I left Stamkos off my list. I had him at at twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that uh, his his play driving this year wasn't as good as it was in the past. Yeah, I. I can see why, and I, I almost didn't have him on my list. Um, but I thought, you know, he's he's on the Lightning. He's one of the team leaders on the Lightning, and they have such such a prolific offense out there. You know, I needed a representative for them, and I wasn't going to pull Braden Point for this. I don't think he's been proven enough, Braden Point. And that's – I was one of the first people on the Braden Point bandwagon, I'm saying. Probably chill yeah. out on him. Um and I think there's a lot to be said. The fact that he usually plays with Cooch um, surely helps in the, in the point department. Absolutely helps to play with probably the be- one of the best players. I shouldn't say the best. One of the best players in the league. But I can't. I feel like he's got the type of talent that he has to be in the top ten. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, after that, I had well, I had you. You brought Braden Point. Yeah. Um, I felt like a lot of times uh, in the centers list, I had two guys that were on the same team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, the Leafs with uh, Matthews, I almost said Marner. Thank you. Uh, Matthews and Tavares. Yeah. Um, um, but I was also, also with Crosby and Malkin. Yeah, but I feel like uh, uh, and, in, in, in the past. Player. Yeah. Um, but there were some other ones where I was a little stuck, um, like Stamkos and Point. So I had them back-to-back. <laughs> Oh, really? Um, yeah, 12 and 13. Um, left Tyler Sagan off this list. Uh, I think he has some yeah, argument to be I, I almost put him on the list. On a, on a uh, last season on a what should probably be described as an offensively challenged <laughs> uh, Stars team. 
uh, Sagan was really like their, their biggest. Yeah. But pretty much, I mean, he's pretty much the best player. Don't tell their owner that. Oh, yeah, but. Or, he clearly, no, it was, clearly, it was, because uh, he's a hockey man, he knows better than you no, put it, and it Sagan like, um, needs to produce more. It wasn't the owner. It was like the uh, team CEO. Or Even better. Yeah. Even more of one of the 200 hockey men who whoever, are clearly, um, because they're one of the hockey men, clearly know what they're talking about. Yeah. Uh, whoever, whatever uh, Jim Light's position is. That, that yes, that. yes. Uh, who else was on here? Uh, Eichel, I, I left Eichel, Eichel yeah, I wanted, again, he, there's a lot of great top-end talent spread out across the league that, you know, you want to put guys on the, the list. I You you had Aho on your list. Yes. I kept him off. I really wanted to put him on the list. And I, I, I don't know, I just, for some reason or another, I had, I couldn't bring him, I couldn't say, well, he's, he's really, really talented, but I can't put him in that category with, Tavares and Stamkos and Bergeron, and that's near the bottom of my top ten. And I was like, I don't know if I can – like, he's very, very talented, but I don't – I'll tell you this. It took me, like, an hour to make this list. <laughs> um, and the main reason being, I got through the first two, maybe the first three, and then I was like, I, I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's just so many good centers in the National yeah. Hockey League, and just it's really hard to – to pick one above the other. And I, re- I really feel like the more practical way to go about this would be like tiers. Um, yeah. Because really to me putting um, like Aho above Matthews, is there really that much of a difference between like total talent, skill, performance wise? Is mm-hmm. there that really that big of a difference between the two of them? Not really. Um, do you think Matthews maybe has more of the supporting cast that Aho doesn't? Yeah, I, I think that uh, part of the reason why you don't see Aho putting up the point totals, um, because you know point totals is what earns you the money and um, gets you attention. Uh, before the season was the fact that uh, the Hurricanes, uh, really up until about I don't know January February probably about February, um, the Hurricanes are just were just an awful shooting team. Like yeah. maybe scrolling through their lineup. And like the top guy by shooting percentage is like ten percent. It's like how do you have like some of the best advanced metrics and you can't score? <laughs> you can't. It, it, mm-hmm. It's um, yeah. I, I can only imagine it's very frustrating as a, as a Hurricanes fan. But no, once the you know the second half kicked in, you know, um, finally regressed back to the mean. They regressed a long way back to the mean, um, probably back above it. And I think that's really where you saw Aha uh, get more points and thus more attention. And where I feel like if uh, a year ago you put Otto in the top ten, mm-hmm. um, that would be a, a flaming hot take. I think like now I feel like for some people that might be a little bit of a hot take, um, but certainly nowhere near the degree it would have been a year ago. Uh, one more player I think we should talk about. Um, if he's in your top five, stop me. But uh, Elias Patterson isn't in either of our lists. I don't think he's, no, I, I mean no. No, you why, just why, why straight would I, up shooting him down. No, there's, there's no way I would, after one year I'd put him at, at, at the five. Not only that, he, he was injured for a good part of the year too. Yeah. So I can't. I feel like in. I feel like I can't. Put I, him in I, five I like that. But I mean, and then your top ten. Could he? Could he certainly? Could he crack your top ten? He could have maybe cracked my top twenty. Ooh, I just feel like maybe so on many, the top twenty. I feel like they're just. I just feel like there's so many good yeah. established centers in the league that's just hard to be at, yeah, to be after one year. Just mm-hmm. be like, yep, he's a top ten center. Yeah. No. Um, we only play like what, like fifty five games or whatever. Um, 
you know, it's a little hard for you to just. But a lot of people yeah. have them in like, I don't know, in the top ten, but in the discussion at least. That's a little weird. I, I just don't think that you can. Okay. Take his one year and have him hop. I mean, yeah, I'm not disagreeing with really you. I, I I wouldn't put him in my top ten either. Now a couple of years from now, if we're doing this, um, certainly, I, you know, I could see him. If he keeps up what he's doing. Well, yes. Um, but I feel like one day he could be in there, but uh, not right. Okay. Now. Right Do you want to go through your top five? Uh, sure. Uh, so at five, I had Tavares. Okay. Um, four, I had Nathan McKinnon. Okay. Uh, three, I have Patrice Bergeron. Okay. Two, I have Sidney Crosby, and at number one, I have Connor David. Interesting. I have at five, I have Couturier. At four, I have Matthews. Three, I have McKinnon. Two, I have McDavid and one, I have Crosby. I, I just, I just think that the offensive talent of Connor McDavid is just so far and beyond everybody else in this game. It's that even though Crosby's definitely better defensively, I just think that McDavid is just a one of a kind player. It's an interesting argument trying to separate the two of them because they're two very different players, I think, but they're also two. They're definitely the two best players in the league. I don't think you'd have any argument. Maybe someone might say McKinnon might be in the same tier. I mean, but I don't think total players, regardless of position. I feel like um, healthy Eric Carlson should be in there. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Um, but you might say the same thing about putting Katri in the top five. Anyway, um, I mean, I put. To- Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, Couturier was in that hard, like, there was a, there was a good tier of, like, phenomenal, like, total domination at both ends, centers, mm-hmm. that I felt like I had kind of in the same position, like, Ryan O'Reilly, uh, Bergeron, Couturier, um, Barkov, where you're just kind of like, yeah. these are very similar. Criminally players. underrated, Alexander Barkov. Yeah, okay, let's, let's, let's put this to bed <laughs> right now. Uh Alexander Barkov is now firmly rated. <laughs> correctly rated. He is correctly rated. If you ever say again that he is underrated, or if you throw in criminally underrated, you have not paid attention to hockey <laughs> media at all for the last 12 months. If In the athletic player poll, if Barkov wins under, most underrated player again, again? I yeah. will scream. <laughs> um I was going to say that uh, Sean Couturier is the player that you think Alexander Barkov is. <laughs> oh, well, and I was leading into that. I'm going to say Couturier is the most underrated player in the league. That is my campaign for this year. Yeah. He's the most underrated player in the I league. I would also say Mark Stone is in there, but it's a little harder really? to say that. He after. got a lot of accolades this season. I was going to say it was a lot harder after he, one, got traded to one, Vegas. Yeah. Um, and two, got a big payday. You know, when you get – paid over $9 million a year. It's kind of hard to say that you're underrated anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I don't know if it was necessarily moving to Vegas, but in the, in the rumor mill leading up to the trade deadline where we were like, oh, Mark Stone's going to get traded, right? I think a lot of people started paying more attention to him just because they were like, oh, where's he going to go? You know? Yeah. I and I think a lot of that shined us, put a spotlight on his play, and then he – Took that spotlight, played phenomenally on the stretch, had a fantastic playoffs. Don't talk to me about that. Had a fantastic no, do not playoffs. Talk to me about Mark Stone's playoffs. Um, and I think he really took that momentum and turned it into 
bam, a big paycheck and some hardware. I think if I was playing on Mark Stone's line uh, in the in games two through four uh, of that Sharks Vegas series, I think I could have gone point per game. It's funny because that's how I kind of think about with Sidney Crosby. Like, if you play on Sidney Crosby's line at any point in the season, you could just just put your stick on the ice. You're getting a goal. Oh, I mean, it's like I saw the other day. Um, somebody brought it up on Twitter that like uh, Jake Denzel had the quietest forty goal season you've ever heard <laughs> because he just simply played on Crosby's wing, and you you know you've already kind of heard you, of him because of the 2017 playoffs. But it was just like he had forty you goals. You could put this, and this is why I I think. I would put Crosby above McDavid. You could put anybody, I guess you could make the same argument with Matt McDavid, but you could put, take anybody off the street, take Scott Foster out of the emergency goalie box, put him on the wing, and Crosby will get him a point. You could take one of the guys that Doug Wilson makes up every year and put him on Crosby's line, and he'd get at least 60 points. (laughs) In that game, that first shift, he's getting a point. Um, Yeah, but I mean... I guess you could make the same argument. You're making that point with McDavid, but the Oilers do that not because they don't do that for they, fun. They, 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 they have they to. Have to. <laughs> it's McDavid kind of Drysital-ish, and then every Milan time, Lucic? every time I see, well, he's not even there anymore. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but yeah. like every time I see the projected lines for the Oilers, it's always like Drysital McDavid, and it's like. Some guy who had like thirty points last year. What was that? Was that meme a few years ago about the Kings? Where it yeah, was it, was, like, it was. Um, it was like Carter, Kopitar, guy, 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 guy. guy. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. Uh, that was the Kings That's, after like the I mean, twenty sixteen season. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go turn on the fan. It's getting warm. Okay. Um. So. But I, I think you know with McDavid, it's you get the more explosive, like, burst of speed, and he's past everybody, and then he can set up, you know, whoever he wants because he's in open space because he's beaten everybody, versus Mick Crosby is, oh, that was really crafty. Or, oh, he totally just outplayed that guy. Would you describe McDavid's speed as explosive or incendiary? (laughs) I just said explosive, so I'm going to stick to my gums and say he's got explosive speed. I, mean, I, I just think that, again, that, like, Connor David's offensive capabilities are just so far beyond everybody else's that it really doesn't matter what he does at his own end. And it, it's not like we're talking about, like, Thomas Bannock in his own end here. I mean, it's But, just, like, he's got to contribute something defensively. He does. And he does. He's, he's not Because a, he's a center. He's not a total non-factor. In his I, but I, I think that has to be part of the argument when you're talking about centers. I, I think it does. But, like I said, I feel like his offensive contributions are just so far beyond everybody else's that his defense, any defensive shortcomings are more than made up for it. And I feel like part of his defensive zone play is because of the people he plays with, but that's a, that's, you know, we, we could have a whole podcast episode dedicated to the Edmonton Oilers and just how horrible and mismanaged they are. But that's not a bad idea. I, I mean, I feel like it would be a pretty easy way to get clicks. Who else is doing that? I no, like to do to do clicks, you talk about Toronto. Oh yeah, we could just or Montreal. Yeah, yeah, but I don't speak French. You could just spam like Marner hashtags. Right. Marketing. Yeah. Hashtag marketing. I don't need to go to school for this. Um. um but I mean, what else do you have in you? I feel like. Uh, do we want to get into Couturier? Yeah, Couturier. Like I said, he's he's the guy that hockey media wants. Uh, Couturier is an elite talent. 
He's an elite player. Do not tell me otherwise. I mean, he's probably. I'd have to look back, but I mean, I, I, I mean, wasn't back-to-back seasons of seventy-six points and one of the greatest shutdown centers in the league. Uh, he's twenty-fifth in points in the last two seasons. Did you know? That? I didn't know that. And um, twenty. That does seem low, though. Uh, and and uh, according to uh, Evolving Wild's uh, war uh, model, okay, where do you think he would place? I think you've given me this deck, and I think you said sixth. For the last two seasons. First? Was that what that first? Was, I couldn't tell if that was you were spot on or yeah. if that was oh, number one. Um, because this is a podcast, Brian, and you have to verbalize things. Not true, but we're, yeah, we are live. Yeah. But. That's true. Anyway. Yes, uh, if my research is correct, yes. He's, he's, he's number one, and it's above replacement. And you can say, but he plays with Giroux. Well, yeah, but so do a lot of the, a lot of these centers have elite talent on their wing. I mean, nobody says Kyron David plays with Leon Dreisheil. But, but okay, I mean, I'm, not, I'm, not putting him, I'm not putting him in McDavid's tier. Yeah. I'm putting him in the... No, nobody diminishes what John Tavares does if he plays with Mitch Barner. Fifth, Tavares. Yeah. Who do you have? Or nobody says that about Ryan O'Reilly because he plays yeah. with Vladimir Tarasenko. Right. Or, or, um, That'll be an interesting discussion when we talk about wingers, too. Yeah. Where do we put Tarasenko? Let's see. All right. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for wingers. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't do research? I think Tarasenko is a top five winger, I, but I also would have to look. Can I just be like Mark Stone for the first five spots? Or? <laughs> You know, I the way Mark Stone is so good defensively, I thought he was a center. My favorite is looking at um, like those charts of like where or where the center shot attempts were with him on the ice and then with him off the ice are. They're always hilarious because there's always like this giant red blob in front of like the senator's goal when he's off the ice. It's hilarious. Good stuff. You're going to your uh, doing the Instagram. I'm doing the Instagrams. Nice, nice, nice. Um. You want to talk about Nathan McKinnon? Yeah, let's talk about Nathan McKinnon. What do you have to say about Nathan McKinnon? Why is it not? <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like, uh, but I feel like Nathan McKinnon has the best uh, contract in hockey right now. I mean, I mean, it, 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 is, is it doesn't um, affect my rankings, but I forget what it is. It's it's something criminally low. Um, and I mean, he was, he's third in points over the last two seasons. Uh, and he's Probably one of the best offensive players in the game at this point. Yeah, I think when I think of McKinnon, I just look at his raw like scoring totals, and just, it's super impressive. And when you watch him play the game, he's kind of got that. Um, I kind of see him the same, not the same way. Like McDavid is just pure speed, but you if you watch him carry the puck through the neutral zone, he'll just power through the neutral zone before you're prepared for anything. And then suddenly he's got the puck to like Landis Cog or Rontanen or whatever. Yeah. And the, it's in the back of the net before you can I feel like process Nathan, something. I feel like Nathan McKinnon has single handedly made people think that Miko Ranson is, is like the best player in that 2015 draft, not named like Conrad David and Jack Eichel. You yeah. Know? Um, I don't know. I just feel like he's, I feel like Nathan McKinnon is just one of the most offensively dynamic players in the league. So I, I mean, the reason I put him at third is because I, I when I you, you watch him play, you know exactly where he is. He's just such an imposing presence on the ice. I mean, his, it's hard to argue with the his performance the against the Flames and the Sharks in the playoffs. He's just 
really, it's really solid stuff. Really, I mean, really solid. Every time I saw Nathan McKinnon have the puck trying to enter the offensive zone, like, I felt like I was having a heart attack. I'm like, right, here we go. Like, <laughs> oh, it's, it's over. <laughs> Just blessing Martin Jones. Yeah, I mean, any time that, like, McKinnon had the puck and Mark Edward Vlasic wasn't on the ice. I'm like, all right, well, I guess this is just going to be a the criminally goal. underrated Mark Edward Vlasic. Uh, I feel like he's properly rated he's at this point. Properly rated. Uh, honestly, Pickles. I think it's getting to the point where he's getting overrated. Is he really? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 but I also feel like part of that's also due to the way that like he's deployed. But uh, we're talking about we're talking about centers, not, not defense. But I'll save my Mark Edward Vlasic uh, tirade for later. Does that save Barkov at three? Uh no, that's Bergeron. Bergeron, right? There's no K anywhere in there. I can't read your handwriting. I mean, that's that's fair. Uh yeah, I, I had Bergeron at three. To me, I mean, yeah, he's perennially Bergeron could have like a year where he puts up like thirty points and still be nominated. Oh, for he will. That doesn't mean he's the third best center. That just means he's no. always in sulky contention. No, I just I just wanted to throw that out. You no, know, it's. Because he, but you know it's true. It, I know it's true. That's why I get mad about it. He doesn't uh, even have to play well to get a Selkie nomination. But he's just he's there. I mean, I am going to use that to transition to the fact that he is, you know, that he just has the, he has this reputation. I mean, that's because his play backs up that reputation. Yeah. Is that he's, you know, just unbelievable in both zones. Uh, he leads. Maybe the best line in hockey. Uh, you can argue uh, McKinnon, Landeskog, and Ranton. Oh, I love that. That's, that's spot too. That's great. Um, but but me, Patrice Bergeron, yeah. Dave Pasternak, and uh, Pasternak and Marshawn is 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 up there. That's a fantastic line. I think the the line in Boston is probably better than the line in um, Colorado. But that just might be my East Coast bias showing. Hashtag East Coast bias. I should have should have used that hashtag. But I mean, here's a, here's a fun discussion we could have. But like, how many people on? I feel like out of all the centers we mentioned, that like, aside from Crosby and McDavid, I feel like Bergeron is definitely going to be like a Hall of Famer someday. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean he's going to go he's down. Got he's four got four Selkies. What else do you need to get into the Hall of Fame? Do you know that off the top of your head? Is it really four? Uh, I saw it in my preparation. Huh. I see you did at least a little bit. I did a little bit of prep. By a little bit of prep, I looked at the top 20 list this is based off of and tried to come up with an argument for why I can put Kateri in the top five. But uh, I, mean, I feel like Bergeron, between his international play with Team Canada and... Does international know, he's, he's, play go... Um, is that a part of Hall of Fame voting? I mean, it's the Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. It is, it's not the no, NHL no. Hall of Fame, it's the Hockey Hall of Fame. That's why um, Haley Wickenheiser's going in. Who? Haley Wickenheiser. That's the, the women's hockey player. Oh. Okay. Come on, man. Good for her. It's 2019, man. Give it time. I'm sorry. Okay. Any more talking points for this top 10 list? Oh, if we were doing a top 20 list, mm-hmm. I would have thought about including your boy, Jumbo Joe. Just because the only sign of aging is in his beard. I mean, and his just general lack of foot speed. <laughs> I mean, like, but, like, the way he moves the puck, the way he sets up players, it, he's still a lethal yeah. center in the league. I, saying, I don't know if I'd put him in the top 20, 
but I felt like he needed at least a shout-out. I mean, if we're making a, a list of the top ten third-line centers in the league, yeah, 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 Jumbo has to be up. <laughs> top ten – well, in the top ten third-line centers, he's probably – He's definitely up there. In the, probably in the one spot. Well, it helps that um, – that uh, Nazem Kadri is gone from Toronto. Oh. So, um, and if he plays the two spot in, in Colorado, then uh, then he, so he, he would graduate from that list and Jumbo would have a better argument for number because one. Because this is the grit for 16 podcast, we could do a list of uh, top 10 fourth liners or top 10 third line guys, top 10 glue, <laughs> top 10 jam, top 10 jam. And I could bring out Scott Lawton into a top 10 list. <laughs> Speaking of guys who are only there because of the craft pedigree, <laughs> Scott Lawton, he's a good depth guy. He's yeah, a no, guy you he's, want on your. He's definitely line. one of those players that you would, that you give more credit for because he was a first round pick. Possibly, he's had a hard career though. He was brought up before he was ready. Then they sent him down and said, decided, you know what? We want you to learn how to play winger. We know you're a center, but learn how to play winger. He learns how to play winger. They bring him back up and decide, you know what? We really want you to play center. And now he can do both. See, it's a shame we weren't doing a top 20 because yeah. uh, I would have hit you with my uh, flaming hot take of Hurdle at 18 and Couture at 19. I would not have been mad. I know. I, I, mean, I considered putting Couture in the top 10, but I was like, there's no way. It's not. Oh, there's no way Couture's not top 10 center. Uh, I think he slides in the top 20, but. Um, like, I would argue that he's not even the best center on the Sharks. I feel like Hurdle's a better center. Really? That's interesting. Not that they're both in the top 20, which is what I picked up originally, but saying so, Hurdle. I, I, would, I would include Logan Couture in a list of most clutch NHL players. Most clutch. Interesting. Why? Because he led – fun fact, he, he led the playoffs in goals last, last oh. year. He's, he, he led the um, – that is, that is the one time. He led the, the fact is fun. He led the playoffs in goal or in points, um, his in 2016. Yeah, and he led uh, the postseason in goals last season, uh, mm-hmm. and no cups to show for it or awards or anything. It's kind of sad, really. Rip. Um, but yeah, I feel like I feel like we have a pretty pretty solid list between the two. Yeah. Of us. I feel like. There's definitely room for playing movement. We did it if we did do a, a top twenty. Um, I think I probably underrated Bergeron, but that's. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the only, I feel like given another year of Braden Point, I feel like he would he would comfortably get Maybe. to the top ten. If he does the same thing he did last season. Yeah. But we were just playing for thirty minutes. We've already we're already yeah. at five. Yeah. I told you, this is good content. Oh, it's, it's great content. We are content creators. And if you want more of this content, <laughs> phenomenal transition, by the way, um, you can follow, you can like our Facebook page here. Yep. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at grit per 60 pod. Yep. Uh, because some guy has the at grit per 60 Twitter handle. At grit and per 60 we're, we are, works. we are totally not mad about it. Um, and on Instagram, it's, Grit per sixty, pod. At, at, at grit per sixty pod. Yeah, well, I don't know if they do at, but yeah. Well, I, I like saying at because it makes me feel better. Yeah, I am. I am not the Instagram guy. But yeah, I keep, keep, keep it um, That's fake. Oh, there you go. Uh, it is followed by Zach Boychuk, right? Well, I got a notification that Zach Boychuk followed. Oh, liked our post. Oh, I was like, there you go. 
first episode and it's already been uh, certified by an NHL player. Boom. Boom. All right, I feel like that's going to do it for the first yeah. edition of the Grit for 60 podcast. Grit for 60 podcast. Uh, we're going to try to record Saturday nights, I think, is going to be our schedule. I thought you said Monday nights. Monday nights, yes. Uh, for the fall, probably. Um, but while we're when we're in the same yeah. space like this, um, we will yeah, we'll, we'll try to put them on Facebook. Um, but uh, we'll see where, where we go from here on this. But uh, yeah. anyway, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Have a good one.